Hey everyone, welcome to a Pew Pew panel with Peaches. Peaches, get up here. It's your it's your debut. Uh, I got Peaches. I, okay, yeah, we're gonna get to. I got Peaches on my lap. I got Dalen Schaefer from Civilian Tactical, and then as always, Ava Flanell from well, Ava Flanell. Yeah, a Gun Funny podcast. You know stuff like that. But really excited to bring to you guys our first ever podcast, and we're really lucky to start off with sponsors right off from the bat. So I'm going to start off before we go into the show, Manicore Arms. You guys might be familiar with Manicore Arms if you've listened to my podcast Gun Funny, but Manicore Arms, in my opinion, makes lots of essentially comfort products. So if you guys are familiar with like the Tavor, the CZ, um, lots of other guns. I mean, he does specialize, Sven typically specializes in bullpup guns where he makes products for them. But when I say comfort products, it's because he has like safety levers that are a lot easier to use than what you would see on the CZ Scorpion. He has um, the uh, buttstock for the Tavor. So the Tavor, you know, doesn't have much of a buttstock um, that like curves into your arm when you're shooting it. So his buttstock absorbs a lot of that recoil. Just really fantastic products. I have a lot of them on my guns and we'll talk about more of their products as we go on uh, with more episodes. But until then, if you guys want to check out Manicore Arm products, head on over to manicorearms.com. Don't forget to use the code pewpew15 and that is going to get you 15% off your entire order. Yeah, a massive thank you to Manticore Arms. I got a couple things coming from them. I can't wait. Which brings us to our would you rather some serious questions and some that are definitely not so serious. We're going to have a way that everybody can submit these questions in a little bit. So we are going to let you guys know when that comes up. First question, would you rather have an FN Scar, the 17, or the new Sig Spear MCX? Ava, what is your verdict? Ooh, that is a tough question. And the reason why it's so tough is because I don't have experience with either. I think, I mean, I've shot an FN Scar once or twice. Uh, that's about it. I have not shot the new Spear. Um, but I do like Ugg boots. So maybe I'd go with the FN. No, I'm just kidding. Like that stock. <laughs> One of, no, the, uh, one of the most attractive stocks of all time. I mean, it, you can't lie. It's it's I, an iconic stock. Like, you see the stock and you already know it's it's a scar. Totally. And the thing with the new Sig Spear, like, I, I was weighing them. Do I just want the gun that's, like, the most expensive? Definitely go with the new Sig Spear. Or Wait. do I want something that's more proven, too? So what are we talking about as far as cost? What does the new Spear cost? The new spear, uh, price-wise, I'm, I think you know, you know, a couple thousand bucks or something like that for the FN scar. The new six spear, if I'm correct, somewhere around like the five thousand dollar mark. Okay, so, it's, so it's not cheap. So it's about, uh, it's about a thousand, give or take a thousand twelve hundred, maybe more. Which I didn't realize that it was that expensive, man. Okay, so. Yeah, you would typically think like, okay, because it's more expensive, it might be better, but that may not always be the case either. I will say I just pulled it up on my screen and the spear really has like a nice sexy look to it. But then again, that FN, I mean, it just, and there's something about the mismatched colors on the scar that just look so nice, oddly enough, you know? 
it shouldn't work, but it does. In my opinion, I would be totally down with the FN SCAR 17, only because it's proven. Sure, it uh. lost military contracts, and a lot of people might bash it for that, but it is a heavy-hitting gun. It's proven. It's not as modular as the spear, but you know the military is willing to pay a lot of money for those extra features. Um, so it, it would last a lot longer. The six spear would being able to interchange those parts, but I think I would probably go with the FN scar. And just so that listeners are aware, they are both chambered in 308. I know you can get the scar in different calibers. Um, but if we're talking about, you know, just to set the record straight, we're talking about, uh, 308 in general, which is what the spear exchange. Yeah. So, huh, I wonder, okay, so the length of the spear is, I think it's 16 inches. No, barrel length is 13 inches. And then the FN, it looks like the barrel inch is, or I'm sorry, barrel length is 16 inches, which longer barrel does typically result in better accuracy, but we're talking about three inches. Um, I wonder what the weight is because I will say, and I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to complain, but I will say after a while shooting a long gun, my arms are going to get tired. So it looks like these are going to be your best friend. I know. So it looks like the, well, the scar actually only weighs 7.25 pounds. Let's go back to the spear. How much does that weigh from 7.6 to 9.2 pounds which is interesting because it's shorter but it's also heavier so i don't know i think i'm gonna have to go with the fn i think i'd go fn as well i'd go fn let us know anybody who's watching or listening let us know as well would you pick the fn scar 17 or the sig mcx the new spear and then that gives that brings us to our second question ava why don't you uh head us off with this one all right so it's the zombie apocalypse you can only have one gun. Would you rather have an original AK-47 or an original uh, Colt M16? Now, I wrote this question, so Ava, I want to hear what you have to say first. Oh, okay. Because I have a strong opinion on this one. So I'm just going to answer all the questions first, and then you're just going to, you know. Okay, so I think I might have to go with the AK-47. I know it's not America's gun, but think about... All these other countries that use the AK-47, I just recently had Jim Fuller on my podcast, Gun Funny, and he, you know, he served in the military. He's a big fan of the AK just because it is pretty reliable. You can put, like, the cheapest ammo through it. It's still going to fire. Um, And then also the AK-47 762 by 39 I think is a little bit more powerful than... Five five six. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the AK forty seven. Yeah, for similar reasons, I, I I'm leaning towards AK forty seven, and this is a little bit of a trick question because I do know that the original Colt M sixteen, I know that it had a lot of issues. Uh, that's of course just the first few that were produced until they fixed them, and that's where kind of the AR kind of got its name against uh, AK forty seven is less reliable. Mm-hmm. But I think I would go AK-47. First of all, an original AK, like, that's a, that would be a dream come true, being able to have an original AK. And it's something I would trust my life on. I don't know if I would do the same with the original uh, Colt M16. Though it yeah. is a modern, if we were going modern rifles, uh, I would have picked AR Platform. But if we're going old, uh, AK-47 all the way. Yeah. 
I don't know. So if we change that question and turn it to modern, I'm, maybe I would I would probably I would probably go with the AR15 just because there's so many other parts that you can add to it to make it shoot better, to make it a lot more comfortable to shoot. You can put on a really good muzzle device where it's going to shoot a little bit flatter. Whereas like a lot of AKs, unless you thread that barrel, because most I know like the AK that I have, the barrel isn't threaded. Uh, I put a binary trigger on the AK-47 recently, and it was like, shoot, like, the best way I could describe it is it felt like I was, I was driving an old car on a really bumpy dirt road. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> like, well, AKs, when you shoot them, they feel like a machine. They feel like yeah. heavy equipment. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah, but um, but I mean, AKs, I mean, I'm still a big fan. I know there's a lot of people out there that just, they don't love AKs. I like it just because it is simple. And it's also, I mean, think about if we're talking about zombie apocalypse, if we're, you know, in the rare event that I'm, you're going to catch me, you know, rolling in mud and stuff, and there's mud that's getting into those AKs, it'll still fire. I don't think it's going to have as many issues. And even if it does get dirty, I mean, it's pretty easy to take apart and clean it really quickly. Yeah, very true. Very true. No, I think that's a that's a good assessment. But yeah, it's interesting if you look at the original versus the new, how that kind of switches yeah. around on you. Um, okay, this brings us to our final would you rather question. So, Ava and our viewers and listeners, some of your handguns are going to disappear. Would you rather keep your guns chambered in 9mm or every other handgun that's not chambered in 9mm? Okay, well, I guess ladies first. So most of my handguns that I have are chambered in 9mm. I do have a few that are like 45, 10mm. Uh, I also have the FK Burno, which is 775 FK cartridge. I don't know if you have any experience with that. That's a pretty cool caliber. It's, it's proprietary caliber, and it's made specifically for that gun, and it's pretty wild. Um, I have a 450 Legend... But yeah, I mean, if we're talking about in quantity, quantity, I definitely have a lot more nine millimeter, and yeah, so I would, I would say, you know, it's better to have more guns, especially nine millimeter. I mean, nine millimeter is my go-to, you know, cartridge, obviously because that's where like most of my handguns are chambered in. And I think it does make probably one of the best self-defense rounds. So, the tricky part is, is like. I'm in that same boat where I have more nine mil and I would prefer to keep my nine mil, but like going into the future, that means there's no five, seven, there's, n there's n none of this cool stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat where I definitely have more nine mil, but I've been, I've talked to a few people, my father-in-law included, and he collects, right. And for anybody who's out there, who's collecting and you hear us say nine millimeter it probably kills you, but the matter it's just, the way it is is yeah i have more nine mil as well so i would think i would have to go more to the side of keeping all my nine mil handguns but if it if the question was slightly different and would you rather only shoot nine mil for the rest of your life yeah things that aren't chambered in nine mil i think i'd go things that aren't chambered in nine mil just because yeah. i can do so much more no totally i i was actually just going to say that like is this one i'm stuck with the rest of my life because that's going to get boring really quickly and I definitely, you know, I mean, even 22s, 22s are fun just to plink with. Um, and then, yeah, 5.7. I mean, 5.7 is making such a comeback in the last couple of years. And that's just, 
like such a dream to shoot. So I would have to agree with you on that as well. I've heard I haven't shot five seven yet, but it's in the works. I have more five seven coming into my life. So we'll see how oh, it goes. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So next segment is mail call. And this is really exciting. So we're going to talk about anything that we received in the mail, even if it's something small, large, really expensive, or you're like, cool, somebody sent me some hate mail, <laughs> which I haven't received any letters, hate mail, which is probably good because people don't know my address. So if they hate me that much, you know, <laughs> that's probably, you know, I mean, I do receive some hate emails every now and then. But Set up a P.O. box for all your hate mail. Yeah, sure. thanks. It's It shouldn't be that much, okay? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure it's existent. All right. So, Dalen, since I went first for every question on the last segment, you are going to go first for this. Yeah. So, mail call, something that I got recently that was super cool, um, sent over by our, I think it was uh, Optics Planet had sent over some ammo for this. It was a Jacob Gray upper for my AR. It's, it's interesting. It's a little bit of a lighter one. So, it doesn't have the forward assist. And that's something that a lot of people can't do without. But actually on this, I mean, there's absolutely zero malfunctions while I was shooting it. So that definitely reduces the need for a forward assist. But it's a really cool um, upper. It has a really beefy muzzle brake on it, though. So I went to the range with some family. We only shot like six rounds through it. But I went and I shot a thousand rounds through it. No issues whatsoever, of course, because you're behind that muzzle brake. It's not going to. It's not going to kill you, but that is one that just came in, just got to shoot a bunch of ammo through it, and that was a ton of fun. Dang. So that that's my mail call. Huh. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. I don't have any experience with Jacob Gray. They you always... Do, um, they used to do, like, aerospace and, like, rocket parts and stuff like that for Lockheed, and then they're like, yeah, let's make AR-15s. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Okay, so my thing that I just got recently in the mail and I'm so excited about, and I wish I could show it to you guys, but it's kind of heavy. It's in a big box. I haven't taken I haven't taken it out of the box because I don't know how many parts. I don't know what I have to put together, <laughs> and I don't want to lose anything. But I recently, from Caldwell, I got the Claymore Target Thrower. And this thing's freaking awesome because it doesn't take batteries. It's... You know, it's, it doesn't have to be uh, hooked up to electricity. All you have to do is just like, you know, step on the thing. You can change the settings. And it's this this uh, clay thrower that holds, I believe, 50 clays. And you can set it up to, you know, to do different patterns and stuff like that. I mean, it's freaking awesome. So if you ever shoot clays, which I'm not a huge shotgun person, that's probably, you know, the gun that I have the least amount of experience with. But I will say when I do shoot a shotgun, it's always so much fun to shoot clays. And uh, that's why I'm like really excited to take this to my outdoor range and just kind of go to town and really hone in on my skills as far as shooting the, uh, you know, shooting shotguns and stuff. Is it spring powered? It is. Or is it like foot powered? Okay, awesome. So you charge uh, it and then you can step on it. No, actually, I'm sorry. I don't think you have to charge it at all. Like you literally, I don't know how it that's cool. works exactly. So don't quote me on that. But it, all I know it's is... mail call. You haven't tried it out yet. You have to set it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was able to use it. Um, actually, I saw this years ago when Caldwell sent me out to Missouri to uh, tour their facility. And it, it was just in the, like, I think we, they didn't even have it yet. They just all, the only one that we saw was like the one that you know, that they built for testing purposes and we all got to try it out. And I was just like, wow, as soon as I saw it, 
I knew that I wanted it. And then I also, the last two SHOT shows, they had a booth set up where you can try it out and you're shooting clays into a tent. So it's not like clays are, you know, going all over a SHOT show because that would be kind of crazy. But these things can definitely throw, I think it's anywhere from 55 to 70 yards. So it's, you know, it's got quite a bit behind it, quite a bit of power. Um, But yeah, it's just this pedal that you just like push down on and it just shoots clays. And then... And then it is the cost is three twenty nine ninety nine, but um, that's really not bad when you think about just like a really nice clay thrower. That's awesome. If it's something you're doing a lot, it makes it it's anything is better than chucking them by hand. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know if you've ever used that one that you just buy for like fifteen dollars and you're trying to do it. And it's just like talk about disaster. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me not excited to go clay pigeon shoot. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So now into the listeners, the listener questions. So these are questions that you guys have submitted. Again, we're going to be able to, we're going to plug a spot where you guys can send those to us and we're going to get that sorted out a little bit. We're going to make it so you guys can give those to us easier. But the first question is uh, for me, actually. And then the question is, why do I have so many cheap guns? To burn. <laughs> now, I prefer the word budget over cheap. Um, inexpensive. inexpensive. Least, least expensive. Quality budget firearms is what I is what I like to call them. Uh, no, yeah, I've always had budget firearms. I've always had a place in my heart ever since. Uh, I mean, I haven't been doing YouTube for that long, and I haven't had access to nice guns for... for most of my time that I've loved guns and so cheap guns inexpensive guns affordable guns were the places that I always was kind of leaning towards because that's what I could afford and I bet this is actually the case for a lot of people listening a lot of you guys are past the college days and you know there's you can you can get something a little bit nicer you have time to save up for it but it's always nice to be able to get something that can do the trick that can protect you that can defend you on a budget you guys will see I have a lot of Taurus and in my opinion, like Taurus has come a long way from where they used to be. And I've only ever known them since the, they've been the new Taurus. So I've come in with their budget-friendly guns and um, other other brands like that, for example. We've been... I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, so I have this collection of high points and I have, you know, no remorse. Yeah. I love high points. Well, First okay. point I ever shot, I broke. So. Oh, well, it's actually high points usually work pretty well. They're just really clunky. Like it feels like you're shooting a brick. But um, unfortunately, I think I've seen this a lot. Like a lot of people for the first gun, they usually buy something really inexpensive. So either the Sky Pistol or the High Point or they end up buying a 40. Did, did you fall victim to any of those? No, I was pretty careful with my research. So... I think I spent 220 bucks on my first gun. It was a Taurus G2C. Okay. Trigger is something to be desired, but it it wasn't... I would still feel comfortable bringing it to a concealed carry class, whereas some of those other ones you mentioned have some pretty big issues. Yeah, that was one thing. I mean, because if you guys don't know what I do, I'm a firearms instructor, and I've been teaching for a little over 10 years now, and... There's been a few people that have brought those guns to class, and I'm just like, uh. Or they bring the really tiny guns like the Ruger LCP or the Smith & Wesson Bodyguard, and it's their first time shooting. 
And I'm just like, okay, I don't know if this is a really, I mean, they're not bad guns um, for, I'd say, secondary carry or if that's all you have. But as far as like shooting it for your first time, because it's so small, it's going to have so much more recoil. The trigger is atrocious on both of those guns. And I just don't think it's a good gun for beginners to shoot. Uh, so I usually try to get them to rent a gun or use one of my guns. But um, yeah, there has been a few people that have brought high points. Uh, Sky is okay. I think it's hit or miss. For the longest time, I think they just recently started making striker fire. Don't quote me on that. But for the longest time, they only made double action only pistols. And I just hate double action only triggers. It's the worst. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, the trigger seems like it's so far forward that you're just like, pull, 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 pull. And then it finally breaks. And yeah, it's just it's horrible. So, so. when we talk budget, there's yeah, there's there's a line between good budget, in my opinion, and then just the guns that are just. They put you at a disadvantage. OK, so disadvantage. I have to ask then. So if because I don't think that guns like the, you know, the means to protect yourself should be super expensive i don't think that like only quote unquote rich people should have the ability to protect themselves so if somebody is on a budget what would you recommend that they buy that is within the 300 dollars range because there there is a few guns that you can spend you know 150 which is like high point uh 200 which is sky or around 200 250 but then like the 300 dollars range is kind of the sweet spot but even then i mean there's a lot of garbage out there so what would you recommend yeah, it depends on if you, like if this is your first gun and you plan for it to be like your home defense gun and your carry gun. So if we're talking, are we talking like carry guns or just like a full-size handgun? Something? Are we talking about something that people are going to use? Well, let's talk about maybe both. What would you, okay. what are your recommendations? But ideally, it would be nice if you could recommend something that they could use for both. Yeah, so... If you tell me that Taurus G2. <laughs> no, not the Taurus G2. G2C, though, you could. Like, that was mine. And it was the best for the time and for the money that I had. Yeah. Um. Now, I would say if you're looking for something that can do both concealed carry and be a good all-around defensive pistol, mm -hmm. uh, and if you're looking for red dot capability, I believe... In that $350 price range for red dot capability, you know, irons or red, depending on what you like, um, a little bit bigger. The handgun of the year for Gun Gun Magazine was the Taurus GX4. And that was my, that's the one that I have um, right now for my concealed carry. You hmm. can pick that up, yeah, around $350. And if you're not going for optics ready, you can get it down in the $270 range. You can get the extended magazine, which is the most comfortable extended magazine. It doesn't have this weird lip or ledge. So you get a full grip if you want it just by switching the magazine. It doesn't pinch like the Springfield Hellcat does. And if you get the XL version with the longer barrel, it's a little bit less snappy. Hmm. So I'll have to try that. You will have to try it. It's, it's, it's one of them. I really like the trigger on them as well. Um, so... That's that's nice. my personal preference. If you have a little bit more, maybe go with the Canic uh, MC9, but that's up in the four hundred dollar price range right now. So yeah, that's a good. I mean, both of those are really good suggestions. I would say if you guys can find one, 
go with the Smith & Wesson MMP Shield, the first gen. I personally, it was uh, around the time that Smith & Wesson was doing their rebate, and I believe they do it every year. Um, it just passed like at the last two months ago, I think. But at the time, I was able to get a first gen shield for two seventy five, and I think I got it from Palmetto State Armory. And then I submitted for the rebate for seventy five dollars off, so I got that gun for two hundred dollars. And that, that that's gun, right there, I know, and that gun could easily be used for a concealed carry as well as home defense. The only downside is you're typically only carrying about eight rounds. It holds eight rounds, so I'm not a fan of that. I wish, I wish that um, they held more than that. And then I would say for full size, like we are getting into the $400 range, but I'm a really big fan of IWI Masada. I've heard that one's really good. And that is optic ready. It has a pretty nice trigger on it. It shoots really well, and. Um, MSRP on that, I believe, is 450 So you could typically find it for a little under 400 I would believe, you know, at gun stores or online. I need to try that one out. I've heard good things. I know Honest Outlaw, he was doing some reviews on it and the and the Canik Med to MC9. And he was doing it with his wife. And he was like, Canik Med to MC9 is my new favorite. And she's like, no, the Masada. And so <laughs> kind of neck and neck there. So I think just depending on the shooter, that one is a really, really good option. You know what else is a good option? Not to, you know, be like, oh, IWI, IWI. I mean, they are a sponsor of mine, but I just really like their guns. But they also, if you have the chance to try out the Masada Slim, it is amazing. That is also MSRP 450. It's optic ready. The trigger is the best. And out of all of the micro compact pistols that I've shot, we're talking about the Sig P365, the Hellcat, um, any of those smaller guns, it shoots better than all of those guns as far as recoil goes. Yeah, it's and then best of all, it's also compatible with Jericho mags, which hold 17 rounds. And I believe they're making a sleeve for it. So there is kind of that awkward space. But um, the magazine itself, I have to I think it holds 13 or 14 rounds. So it has quite a bit of mag capacity. It's the size of like a P365 XL. But um, yeah, it shoots phenomenal. And you said the Masada comes optics ready. What? Uh, there was another question that we have here from our listeners. What brand of pistol red dots do you use the most? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I would say probably Holosun. I'm a big fan of Holosun just because the, I mean, they've been on the market for a long time. They were one of the few optic companies that started making really great optics, red dots, that you didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for. And I feel like they kind of, you know, sort of set the, like, they kind of paved the way for getting more optic companies to jump on board to make more affordable optics, where the quality didn't necessarily suffer because of that. So I would say hands down, Holosun every day, all day. Um, I've had the best luck with them. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, it's a total mixed bag because I'm testing and reviewing so many different types of optics. Um, all the time. So I think I don't have more than two from any one company or brand. That being said, I do have to say my SIG red dots are just the ones that do what they say they're going to do the most. Uh, they're yeah. not the most durable. Like I have a SIG Romeo Zero. It's like a polymer framed red dot. And it just does what it says it's going to do. It doesn't pretend to be anything fancy. It doesn't pretend to have a longer battery life than it does. That thing actually lasts a year on 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I'd say that's probably my favorite, this, my SIG Red Dots. And those are actually really affordable, right? Those are like 150 Super affordable. Super, You can get them on sale for like 110 or even... $90. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I don't have a ton of experience with them, um, but I've heard pretty good things. I've heard like a mixed things, but I would say that's one of the things where it's like, you know, at least you're giving people an opportunity to have a decent red dot and it's not costing you, you know, a ton of money, so... Yeah, and if you did have issues with it, which I didn't, it is a SIG. So that's the beauty of working with a brand like that. Like their yeah. customer support will take care of it. So that's actually a really good point. Yeah. All right. So moving forward, our next sponsor is Stag Arms, which I'm thrilled to be working with them. I um I have quite a bit of experience with their ARs, and I will say I've been really impressed with their stuff. So as of right now, um, they are doing a limited edition for Fourth of July. And you guys are probably thinking, okay, well, 4th of July is past, so what are we going to do? So they're making these until July 7th, but they have a limited edition We the People AR. And I looked at it online. I haven't seen it in person, but it looks phenomenal. It's like a mix between uh, black, white, and gray, which are my favorite colors. If you guys have seen how I've decorated my house, that's like my... (laughs) And then, of course, green because of all the plants. Uh, But black, white, and gray... And um, they are going to be available until they sell out. So like I said, there's limited edition. It's awesome because they have the um, hyperfire trigger on it, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, Most of their guns actually have a hyperfire trigger, which I don't know about you, Dalen, but the longer that I've been shooting, the more of like a trigger snob I've become. So I could just really appreciate when a gun includes an already upgraded trigger and it's one less thing that i have to do totally and then they also have the vg6 gamma brakes which also is pretty life-changing because it makes the gun shoot so much flatter so um check these out they are available in 223 556 308 and 65 creedmoor and the website is stagarms.com that's awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on some of their... I'm going to be running their three guns soon, and I'm oh, excited to try it out. I have that gun, and at first, when I took it out of the box, I was like, okay, cool. It's just like another AR or whatever. Looks the and, same. Oh, my gosh. So it actually shoots really well. I think I'm so excited to hear what your thoughts are because I think you're going to be really excited. I have I have another gun from them coming my way, which I'll share with you guys later on, but I'm excited about that, too. Yeah, so that brings us to your favorite guns of all time. Right now, first we're going to start with the pistols, then we'll get to the rifles after that. But we're talking your favorite guns of all time. They don't have to be the most useful gun. It doesn't have to be the gun you carry. It's the gun that you love to shoot. Like, the gun that you pull it out and it makes you happy to shoot it. And it can be multiple. It doesn't just have to be one. But starting with pistols, what are your favorite guns? And we want to know viewers as well. Listeners, let us know your favorite pistols of all time as we're kind of going through ours as well. I didn't see this question on the list, but I'm just going to go out there and, all right, we're going to wing it. Um, uh, let's see. I do like the um, the IWI Uzi just because it's iconic. It's fun. Uh, it actually shoots better than I thought. I thought it was going to be kind of crappy to shoot, but, you know, it actually shoots really well. Um, I did put a brace on mine and for legal purposes, don't have the brace on it anymore. 
Uh, so that made it a little bit easier to shoe. Um, I also really like the Canic. The, uh, what is it? It's the TP, or is it the SFX? There's uh, the SFT and the SFX. Oh, the SFT, I think. It's it's the one that's like yeah. gray and gold. Yeah, I mean, well, they Canic is beautiful with the artwork they do on their guns, but the gray and gold one, I believe, is... I think it's the SFX. SFX, yeah. That gun... SFX. So I've just been so impressed with that gun. I think altogether, uh, MSRP is like in the $600 range. You get so much in that box. Um, even like, I mean, as far as like something simple like matching base plates. So if you want to get more magazines, I think it comes with two magazines. But if you want to get more magazines, they also include two extra base plates that are the same gold color so that you can match everything. It comes with a holster. It's optic ready. Uh, the trigger on that thing is amazing. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes that gun is just like too good to be true, especially for the price. Well, and is that the one that has the flat face trigger or the curved trigger? No, it's it's flat faced, I believe. That's the SFX rival. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. And it just it also the trigger. It's weird because it's like thicker. I don't know if you've like if you've actually touched the trigger on it, but it has a much thicker trigger than most triggers out there on the market. So. I've noticed this a lot of times, typically when I shoot Glock because of that safety, that trigger safety. And this doesn't seem to happen with all guns that have that trigger safety, but I've noticed sometimes when I shoot my Glocks that my trigger finger kind of gets sore. And maybe it's because it's just a thinner trigger, whereas the Canic, because it's thicker, and I don't feel like I have like huge hands, but because that trigger is a little bit thicker, it just makes it a lot more comfortable even for my trigger finger. So yeah, I'm pretty familiar with that. This is the most ridiculous list of questions we've done because, like, we've agreed on like six of them, and I'm I know, right? Where we like go head to head, and I'm like, no, it's this. Are you going to pick that same gun? No, I'm going to pick the Canic Rival SFX S, which is Uh, frame. It's so uh, different. Okay, so I am so jealous. I have not been able to shoot that gun. I even asked Canic. I was like, hey, will you send me that gun, please? And Adam over there is just kind of dragging his leg on it. But yeah, that's right. I forgot you have it. So I'm like, is it? Okay, how much better does it shoot? It is, it is, well, I only have the regular SFT. Okay. And the SFX, I just really like the recoil impulse on the steel frame. And of course, it's like, you have the, the, the full frame is steel. So it just has, it sits in your hand a lot heavier. Like, I'll hand it to people and they'll be like, whoa, this thing is really heavy. And then they shoot it and always puts a smile on their face. But yeah, that trigger, it's a, it's a wide trigger. It has a trigger safety. But I prefer it over the curb to trigger on the SFT. Uh, the curb trigger on the SFT is just familiar. Like, other guns have it. I've got <laughs> other guns that have that same trigger. But nothing has the trigger like the rival, and it's built for competition. I mean, Canik has competition shooters that help them design their guns, which, if any gun manufacturers are listening, uh, do that. And it just makes their gun so good. Um, and, yeah, everything that comes in the box with it, it, it it's absolutely blows it out of the water, but now I'm going to come up with a controversial one. Okay. The You're going to say Taurus. The Kiltec <laughs> P3AT, the discontinued 380 auto little pocket pistol by Caltech. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I think so. I I think I know what you're talking about, and I don't like that gun at all. <laughs> I, I hope nobody's come to your class with one of those. Um, no, actually they have. I mean, so keep in mind, I've trained thousands and thousands of people. I've been doing this for 10 years. At one point I was teaching like five classes a week. So I've, I've slowed down a lot. 
Yeah. So I've seen everything. I've heard everything. Like you can't come to me with something that is even going to shock me anymore. But yes, people have come to class with that. That is very rough because if anybody's unfamiliar with it, it's like a no snag pistol with pretty much no sights. It yeah. technically does, but pretty much no sights. It takes a ridiculous amount of practice to be able to hit jack squat and it recoils like nobody's like it is. It's rough. And it kind of has like that honeycomb looking grip, right? Or like it's yep. maybe square. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I definitely knew the gun that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since somebody came to me with that gun. Probably because like you said, it's discontinued. So wait, so this is your favorite gun? <laughs> well, it's it's just one of my favorites. And James Reeves from TFB TV set me on it. He just has his whole rant about like this gun and I have four of them and you know and i'm like oh yeah okay this guy's just kooky about like some random stupid pistol because everybody's like yeah it's it's pretty dumb you know you got the the ruger is better and so i just went out on a chance and i purchased this one for myself and i just have so much fun with it and everybody i ever let shoot it they're like that is the worst gun i've ever shot <laughs> and part of me and i totally know it is it's a totally rational love for this gun but it is just so fun. I love to take it to the range. It's like a challenge. It's like, can I even hit the target with this thing? You know? I like oh, it. That thing. All right. Let's talk about, well, actually, no. So if we're talking about pistols, um, the Galil Ace, the Gen 2, I have the pistol version and I love that gun. Uh, so kind of going back to my love for AKs, it's kind of like a refined AK. And again, IWI makes it and um, I've done quite a bit of stuff. So I did actually, I guess I, I SBR'd it. So I guess we'll let this in the pistol category. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's kind of like in between because I did SBR it. So I put a stock from uh, JMAC Customs on it, which if you don't have any experience with their stocks, their products, like you, have you ever like worked, um, so used a stock, whether it was like, you know, it folded or not. And it just seemed really rough. And you're like, well, we're just going to have to break it in because it was just like a total like pain to collapse the stock or to fold it. JMAT Customs, their stuff is like so nicely polished that it was, it just felt, I don't even know. You guys have to try it in order to feel exactly like just, it was amazing. I mean, you pay for it. That's not inexpensive. But it felt amazing. So I have that stock on it. And then, uh, kind of annoying, I put the, I think it's called the Fall, F-A-L or L-A-F. I think it's L-A-F. I don't know. It's super annoying. It's supposed to make the gun shoot fireballs and be extremely loud. And you definitely turn heads at the range. And anybody that I've had shoot it just laughs because... You know, it's it's just fun to shoot. Um, Sounds like that would be awesome to do at night. Yes. I should do it for 4th of July and make my own fireworks. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think we want to see that. Make sure to put that on your Instagram when you do. I think that everybody yeah. wants to see that. Right? All right. So now let's go into rifles. But first, before we go into rifles, a massive thank you to Nutrient Survival. If you guys are looking for food for to stock up, for the apocalypse or just any emergencies really um i have a bunch of stuff from them actually i really recommend the 30-day emergency food kit they come in number 10 cans now nutrient survival is interesting because it is not meant to be like a gourmet chef is cooking your meal no emergency food is 
but it is going to be the most nutritious nutritious, and that it's right in the name. They have um, packs you can get MRE style bags. They have individual meal pouches, but definitely check out the 30-day emergency food kit. It's nice to know that you are okay if something were to happen and you can't go to the grocery store for 30 days. And the beauty of the 30-day kit is when you want to have your next 60 days ready, you can just go and buy the next set of cans. They come in quite a variety. So definitely check out Nutrient Survival with code PewPew15. Again, it's Nutrient Survival, code PewPew15 for 15% off. And as well, we have to give a massive thank you to Aura. And it's time to get serious. Today's sponsor, Aura, helps you think about your everyday digital security. So we think about our security every day, physical security. Obviously, you don't leave your front door unlocked at night. But what about online? Well, there are sites that buy and sell your private info, like your address, your phone number, your personal shopping patterns even. And that is worse than leaving your front door unlocked. That's like leaving your door wide open for anybody to take a look inside your home. With Aura, they take online privacy seriously. They delete and monitor your private info online and get it removed from sketchy sites. So use code Civilian Tactical to start your 14-day free trial today. That's all one word, lowercase, civilian tactical. So go check them out and let them know that we sent you. Now, Ava, on to our favorite rifles. What are yours? Uh, well, I was going to say an MP5, but I guess that's also kind of a pistol. <laughs> uh, let's see. You're just using that SBR category to just... I know. There should have been an SBR category, a short-barreled rifle category for us, because that seems to be all the stuff that you like. Yeah. You know, I have to say, like, I really do love shooting the first AR that I put together. Like, that plate, that gun has just a special place in my heart. Um, it has a... It's actually interesting. It kind of turns heads because it looks a little bit different. So it has a Brigand Arms handguard on it. And I don't know if you're familiar with that company, but it almost looks like chicken wire. And but it's it's actually carbon fiber. It's like woven, but it has like a kind of chicken wire look to it. Um, and then I have a BSF barrel on the uh, on the gun. So kind of stay with that carbon fiber look. It must be and nice. it is actually it's it's very light. I think it's I think it's like five and a half pounds. Um, I also what is the stock that I have on it? It's uh, Battle Arms Development. And it's this stock that I, I don't know what the model is, but it has like little indents on on the stock. And it just kind of looks really cool, like kind of futuristic. And I don't know. It's just it's so much fun to shoot. And it's it's like very flat shooting. I think I have a hyperfire muzzle brake on that, if I remember correctly. And then the trigger oh, the trigger. So trigger tech. I don't know if you have any experience with trigger tech, but not yet. OK, so their stuff's expensive, but hands down, one of my favorite triggers out there. What is it? Is it light trigger? Is it a fast reset oh, trigger? Is it clean, crisp? It's both. It's all of the above. It's literally everything that you you would want in a trigger. And they, yeah, they're amazing. Trigger makes all the difference. It makes oh, yeah. all the difference for anybody that hasn't ever upgraded their trigger. And like, if you just if you've been have like if it's if you're new to guns, like maybe it's not the first thing you need to do. But if you have an AR and you've had it for a couple years, guys, just splurge a little bit and upgrade the trigger first of all it's fun to learn how to 
take your old trigger out and put a new one in, even if it's a drop-in. Yeah, I was going to say it uh, helps if it's a drop-in. <laughs> yeah, it does help if it's a drop-in. But it's just, it, it changes the experience a lot. It's funny because when I started swapping out my triggers, I take people to the range and I like, I'll, I'll shoot a few rounds on my normal rifles or whatever, some the mil-spec triggers. And I'll pull out my custom gun that I've made with, I think it's like a Timney, uh, one of the Timney triggers. And I start drilling the target. And if I have a good muzzle break on there, every every round's hitting. And it they all of a sudden I can pop off 30 rounds so quickly everybody's like, what? <laughs> and it's all, it's all about the trigger and practicing with it. So Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Although I will say, like, when you guys start out, there is something to be said about starting off with just iron sights and a crappy trigger. Because think about how much it improves your shooting. And then when you upgrade, it's just going to make you a much better shooter. But there is something to be said about starting off with just the bare minimum and really, you know, honing in on on your skills with that. And then... It can be easy to cover up mistakes with good uh, yeah. hardware, good muzzle brake, a good trigger. So yeah, definitely going stock can be very helpful. Absolutely. Well, my favorite rifle again, um, actually one I really like is this right here. This is an F1 Firearms. It's pretty much a gamer gun and it is... You like it because it's pretty. I like it because it's pretty. <laughs> I, have, it's... I, have, I have the cotton candy version. I think oh, it's called cotton nice. candy. Yeah, it's like blue like a, a bright blue and pink the ambidextrous safety oh i can always feel it on my right hand when i'm shooting so part of me is like ah, i wish they could get rid of this and the lefties can just you know deal yeah <laughs> but it's a it's a fun one to shoot it shoots so flat that it almost has negative recoil like it almost goes down when you shoot because of that really gnarly muzzle break and you can stack shots with that thing um, it's heavy though. It's it's not a it's not a light gun, even though it's super skeletonized. But it's that one's a ton of fun. Nice. What about anything else? I mean, other than ARs, because we sound so basic right now. We're like, oh, our favorite guns in AR. Yeah, America. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So going into rifles that aren't basic, if I, there there's one that is a ton of fun. Well, this is also super American. It's my Henry in forty five seventy. Love cowboy guns. Yeah, love cowboy guns. And and Henry, I don't know, they keep winning like my fun gun spot because they also make the Henry Homesteader chambered in nine mil. I yeah, it's, it's like a seen carbine. That. It's odd. Like you don't really know what to think of it. It feels like your grandpa's shotgun mixed with an M1 carbine, and then you pop a 32 round extended Glock mag in there and you can run it like a submachine gun. This is semi automatic for any government agencies listening. It's a semi automatic firearm. Huh. But it is a ton of freaking fun, and it just looks classic. I don't really, like, know a use for it, though. Everybody that takes the range, they fall in love with it, and they say, I don't need this, but I want it. Okay, but what about the, I mean, the name Homestead? Is it for, like, branches? Yeah, it's or... a bear. Maybe that's, yeah, totally. maybe that's the use for it? Yeah, and it's like, you know, you can take out that coyote if you need to. A 9 mil will do it, and it's iron sights, and it's simple. Uh, you can take out rodents and it'll get the job done. It'll get people off of your property. You know, it's sort of a do it all gun. Yeah. Interesting. I need to shoot that. I haven't, I haven't shot the one, but the, the 4570 is so much fun. So much fun. Although with the home Henry home center, I've yet to put a 50 round drum mag on it. I feel like that would, be Oh yes, that would be, that's a great idea. So those are my fun guns. Henry Henry wins those. And I don't shoot them as much as I should, especially the 4570, given the fact that I'm like, 
blowing a three dollar piece yeah. of every time I shoot the things. So but it is a ton of fun. Nice. All right. Uh next is listener of the week. And so kind of going back, we really want our listeners to participate in the show. Uh, so if you have a question, you can submit a video of yourself asking the question, or you can just email us. Um, and that email is pewpewpanel uh, at gmail.com. And then if you want to leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Like I said, we just started out. This is our first ever podcast. So by leaving a review, it kind of just helps us pave, you know, kind of a a name for ourselves uh, on, you know, iTunes and stuff like it that. It does magic things in the algorithm. We don't it does. know, but it helps us. Yes. So, Dalen, do you want to? So we do actually have one review, yeah, uh, have, which is kind of crazy. A couple. Yeah, already. We have a couple reviews, which is awesome. People who must just know that we're awesome people. Yeah. They like us. That's the why do, I know. So why don't you go ahead and read it? Yeah, this is Rob from Florida. He said, I'm a, clun- a gunslinging Florida redneck, if there is such thing as one. I think uh, there is. <laughs> I love to dual-wield Golden Desert Eagles, or Deagles as I like to call them. Your podcast is one of the best podcasts in the 2A community. So thank you, Rob, from Florida for that. Um, that means a lot, you guys. We're really excited to be hitting this off. And if you like this podcast, if you like what you hear, leave a review it will help us a ton more than you guys know so please leave us a review view and thank you rob from florida when you guys leave your review tell us a little bit about yourself uh rob said he's a gunslinging redneck from florida and he likes to dual wield golden desert eagles which is pretty cool but tell us a little bit about you and then leave your review as well because we want to be able to share a little bit about our listeners along with what you liked about the podcast so thank you rob from florida absolutely and uh, with any of the questions that we answered, feel free to chime in and answer those questions yourself, either on our YouTube channel, which is Pew Pew Panel, or, you know, in the review. We greatly appreciate it. And I think this wraps up our first episode. That does. This has been Pew Pew Panel, and we will see you guys next time.